Brad Stevens on uh, one of those coaching roundtables. Um, I think it was like him and Doc Rivers and a few others. Correct me if I'm wrong out there, audience. Uh, he's mentioned how he has to change his inbound plays when he's playing against LeBron or the Cavs at that time because LeBron's always reading what's happening. Mm. He's got to memorize what coach's plays are and yeah. so forth. Yeah, so you have to like be that. always a few steps ahead. Yeah. Um, and he's calling out your shit. Out of mercy, he won't sometimes. But if he wants to get like under coach's nerves and under player's nerves, he will call out a play and then tell a player that they got to be somewhere on their own. <laughs> <laughs> that, like that's an ill right. flex. That's an ill, right. that's a like, ill flex. That's just evil. That's an ill flex. But that's like him. Yo, bro, you're supposed like, to set the pick. What yeah, the hell? He's like, <laughs> he's like saying, I'm the captain now. Yeah, <laughs> of your he's team like, now, too. I could, I could be your captain, but I, your team's going to lose. So no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if you don't know, now you know. Welcome to the Now You Know Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Carvello, along with... It's the C-L-E-M. E-N-T? E-N-T. <laughs> We're here. No Charlie Feta. He is out on the road. Yeah, man. Putting in that work on the road. Shout out to Charlie Feta. Shout out. Uh, make sure you follow his, uh, you know, his little tour run, at Charlie Feta on Instagram. And today we got a special guest with us. All of our guests are special, of course. Elliot, Na- Elliot Walsh is Nestor Winrush. He is his mother's son, his daughter's father, born in Winnipeg, raised in Mississauga. This first-generation Canadian taps his West Indian roots to cook up an authentic pot a feu. Sure, pot a feu, whatever. <laughs> that could be aptly Palau, described as whatever. Winnipeg rap. And this is my favorite, Red River Soul. Did you coin yeah. that term? Sure. Yeah? <laughs> Who wrote that? Because I like that bio that's, a lot. Uh, that's like a, yo, I need to turn up my headphones. Hold on. This is, uh, this is uh, Ness, by the way. Can I hear myself? Yeah, there's a lot of a bit of latency, but whatever. Um, but you guys sound fine. Weird. It's hmm. coming in great. Yeah. Okay. That's all I need to worry about. I might have to take off the headphones at one point. So yeah. Okay, half and half. It, it happened the other day too. Yeah. Um, Steve St. Louis, uh, a friend that has been mentioned on this podcast uh, a few times, he wrote a bio a few years ago after I wrote one and I didn't like it. And so I kept his pot of, uh, um, but everything basically else is mine. Okay. So it was like yeah. amalgamation of the two. Amalgamation. Yeah. I really liked that wording. Yeah. 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 I liked it a lot, bro. When I read it, that's why I included it today. Cause I was like, this is a dope little bio. I like yeah, this. Yeah. I was man. like, damn, I mean, hey. I'm not going to do better than this. So <laughs> I'm a writer. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Fair <laughs> enough. I might, I might have to get you, uh, to, to write a couple bios for me. I got a couple artists, you know, hey, yo, yo. for real. Hey. <laughs> I'm paying rum. And, and <laughs> yo, yo, I don't need that. You're going to get bad results then. Uh, after the job is done. Yeah, after the job. <laughs> Let me put that straight forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like writing out bios and, and things of that nature. Just getting inside of the head of the artist or what, uh, where I think they should be or we're having this discussion of where they think they are and, and just putting that into a more concise manner for people to digest. So, um, thanks. I yeah. take that as a compliment. Yo. Uh, yeah, I literally was like, who wrote this? As soon as I finished, I was like, man, so, so shout out. 
Um, Nessa Windrush, so born in Winnipeg, but raised in Mississauga. Yeah, yeah. When do you make that transition from Winnipeg to Mississauga? Oh, How old are we you? we have to go over this, man? Yeah, we're starting from no, the beginning, yeah, my going, guy. We're going oh, right. We haven't talked about this enough. Um, <laughs> and my memory's getting worse as I get older. Um, <laughs> I love it, because maybe the story will change over time it, it when is. we look I've, back. I've, I've, <laughs> I, I actually did a weird cross-check of an interview I did two years ago, and then I found an old article. And I was like, yo... I gave two different answers. They're off by a year or so, but now I just I'm in doubt of when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's your mind plays tricks. Yeah, especially when it comes to it, dates. when it comes to memory and dates. Like it's uh. it becomes more like milestones or what was happening at that that yeah, point, right? Yeah. And then it becomes association to something else. Yeah. So it's it's just too far in the memory now. Um, it was before the age of ten. Let's just okay. put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So a young um, kid. Yeah, it was probably like grade two or maybe. Grade three, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. elementary school. Age. Elementary school, really early elementary school. Um, my mother didn't like, didn't like Winnipeg. We um, we were the third members from our family to move to immigrate from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. Here, uh, my uncle Vernon, which I've mentioned a few times before, mm-hmm. um, he was the first one that came over. That's your mother's brother. Yes, yeah, my mother's brother, yeah. and. Uh, he came down actually in search of, well, this is a good story actually, because he, he told it to me uh, just just a year or two ago. Um, so he came, he couldn't get into the U.S. because they suspected him of being a Black Panther. There was like weird-ish um, going on between uh, the Black Power movement uh, in, uh, in the States and also in, in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, Stokely Carmichael, which was a member of the Black Panthers, is a Trinidadian. Okay. So the U.S. suspected were in Trinidad, and Uncle and his friends suspect that there was a dude that randomly showed up, and he he was working for the U.S. government. So when they applied to get into the U.S., they just couldn't get in. The girl he was enamored with ended up moving to Winnipeg. <laughs> and so that it's became always a girl, girl, why does it man. always start with it's the girl so that became his plan B but he won't fess up to if that was plan A <laughs> oh that was plan B yeah, right yeah, so he says yeah. it's plan B but yeah uh, it, when you get more into the story it kind of is like nah that was always plan A, yeah. for, for <laughs> real. Always plan a. so he comes over here he, he meets her and um, he lives this weird life and eventually um, has a kid, and then my mom comes over, or sorry, my uncle comes over, and then my mom comes over. And um, my Uncle Wayne, he decided that he didn't like Winnipeg also, so he moved out west. And then my mom and I, uh, when I was, when she had me, um, she decided Winnipeg wasn't for her. It was just like, it's too cold. Too many mosquitoes, mm-hmm. too many cake mm-hmm. worms getting in her hair when it gets done up. <laughs> uh, and the racism was a bit too much for her as well. It was just like no the doubt. climate was... She what, always years, felt it was, what years is this? This is like... 70s, 80s? Early, early 80s. Early 80s. Early 80s. Early 80s. Because I, 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 could, I could remember a few things in the news that were going on. Yeah, yeah. Around uh, probably like with Harper. Uh, not... not um, like JJ and Elijah Harper and stuff oh, okay. like that yeah, too. Yeah. So, uh, of that era, yep. and also just as as a as a black woman, um, she always felt there was a ceiling 
mm, to, uh, yeah. to where she could be. So it was like, we liked Canada. I got two artificial limbs, so I'm a bilateral amputee. And one of the advantages of being uh, a citizen of this country and uh, being here is that um, the healthcare system. So she was, she knew that in Trinidad we weren't going to get the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just wanted to leave that life behind just because of where she came from, stuff like that, in terms of what was available for resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was are we going to stay here or go to the States? States was not an option because, again, the healthcare Doesn't make is not sense. the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, she decided to move to somewhere where there actually was a lot of West Indians. Yeah. And um, we moved to the Toronto region. Uh, Scarborough was on, on the on the maybe to do, uh, <laughs> but we ended up moving to the, instead of the east side, the west side, which is uh, Saga and Cooksville region, which is like heavy population of, at that time, of West Indians and and uh, people of South Asian descent and um, South Asian, like, first generation and then newcomers all together. So mm-hmm. yep. just very densely populated, and it was good. It was, like, it was, it was really good. I got to see people that look like me and talk like me, and they own businesses, and they had barbershops. There was, like, clothing stores. There was record shops, like... And and these were these were these were like people that came straight off the plane and, and built something, you know what I mean? And then giving jobs to other people that were in the community and that, you know? And yeah. and uh That's important so, to see, especially growing up. Yeah, man. And I mean around like the time I was I was I was getting older and 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 Toronto itself, um, the GTA itself, like just in terms of was was coming into an age of 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 record of recognizing what it actually was as well, mm-hmm. and and uh, there's a heavy population, and I mean now we discuss it like it's openly out there, but when when you're black in in Toronto and you you understand a certain point of of that, I don't want to say the police aren't your friends, but the system's not your friend, mm-hmm. and um, so it's like my mom's. We we come from subsidized housing when we were living out here, and we're we're moving up. She's moving up, and it's just like always got to get these talks about like when you talk to people outside of the community, you got to talk a certain way, um, watch how you are around the police, watch who you're hanging around with, like all these things, all these precautions. Because at that time, then there was a, a few uh, police shootings of uh, of of black people, um, men. Um, and women. Um, I mean, Rodney King was in the news around well, that Rodney time. King was so around in the, the States, yeah. right? And like, so when that Rodney but, King uh, incident happened, um, I remember there was also another one that happened in Toronto around the same time, within mm-hmm. like shortly a year around. So when that verdict of Rodney King dropped, uh, there was a, a, a mini riot off of uh, Young Street that, that occurred. Um, and there's like Dudley Laws and... Um, Oh my goodness, I can't remember these names, man. Um, but like, just a bunch of people that were older in the in the black community that decided to to make uh, they call themselves the Black Action Committee, I believe. Okay. And so, it, it was really interesting to listen to talk radio at that time, and and that was mainly my outlet. Like, I was always in love with radio, but that was mainly my outlet for 
for hearing people outside of the confines of all of our blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just to hear people say, there's no racism in Canada and all this <laughs> stuff. And it's just like, nah, man, like homeboy just down the street, he's got like stopped by the cops over uh, like jaywalking or having open liquor and like harassed. And like, same thing with me, my, my, my mom's boyfriend, he was like followed for like basically, I want to say like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Um, I wrote a song called Cop Rock that is like, okay. even to this point, it's it's inconceivable to me that because the the I'm going through many stories right now. No, that's fine. I mean, they all kind of connect because I was going to ask wh- wh- who like, is Cop Rock about? So like Peel region, which we lived in, is a different region from the city of Toronto, which is, uh, actually I think city of Toronto is its own proper self. This is before Mega City and, and the six all became this this thing um so for the police to be following you from he was in i want to say rosedale so that's like dropping off some things um and he got racially profiled someone called the police he wasn't in the neighbor he wasn't supposed to be in the neighborhood kind of thing i suspect him of being a thief and so the police ended up following him all the way to our block at the time and so that's like that's quite a ways. That's like, like 20 minute drive. The, yeah. It's more than 20 minutes. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like you go on the 401. So you got to go through, that's like North Yorkish area. Mm-hmm. Then you got to go through Etobicoke, which is where like Rex mm-hmm. and all that is. Mm-hmm. And then you get into Saga. So that's like two cities away, basically. Um, and then we lived like borderline Saga, Etobicoke, but what became downtown Mississauga. And, um, yeah, the cops go knocking at the door, and they go question him up, and it's like, yo, what's really the issue? And it's just like, just a black man in the wrong place at the wrong so time. They, they followed him the whole way home. They followed him the whole way And home. then knocked at his door. And that door. isn't even their jurisdiction. That's the thing, man. So it's like, I'm not a lawyer. Someone could go and dispel this for me. But it's something that's always, like, sat with me. And, um, and then just, like, all these issues of... Um, who was the the gentleman that was that was shot and killed um uh that had mental health issues just recently in Winnipeg um I think his last name was Madut or I'm mis- I'm mispronouncing it forgive me family members out there if I am um and it just reminded me of there was a a person um who jeez 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 oh memory's bad right now but there was another issue in toronto at that time like me growing up where there was a story of this this uh, black gentleman that was shot up by the cops uh, and they said that he had guns on him um but he had mental health issues and it's something that always resonated with me in terms of and then the, the the incident that happened in ottawa um again where police are called in it's like how are they trained Mm. Are they? What are they seeing when they come in these situations? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you gotta walk. You gotta watch how you walk and watch how you talk. But some yeah, yeah. people, their mental capacity is not there at the time. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but this is something that your mom, your mother, even back then, is like telling you to be mindful. Oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah. She's, she's like, seeing, she's seeing it. And I mean, if whether or not whether or not there's Black Panther ties back at home. That feeling is still around. You know what I mean. That that aura is probably still permeated. Oh, God, of like, like, be proud of yourself, and whatever. But 
now you're in Canada, it's like, yeah, be proud of yourself, but like maybe not too proud because not these people loud. are crazy. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, well, also, not yeah. Cra- maybe not crazy, but you know what I mean? Like you got to be mindful as well, right? And going like, back to like uh, a previous thing, I don't want to even talk about this like victiming or something like that, but the stats are that most of the people inside of prisons in, in, in specifically in like the Ontario region mm-hmm. um, and uh, in the, the prison complex in Canada are like indigenous, indigenous and black. Folks, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's, it's for the amount of that we represent in the population, it shouldn't even be. It's disproportionate. Degree. It's yeah. way disproportionate. Yeah. So you, you become conscious of these things when you're young. Yeah, and it, and it's one of those things where it hits a tipping point. I feel like too, right? Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it gets to a point where maybe you've you've got so many inmates, and then at that point, the police service just starts looking for people who look like this because oh well, well I guess we we've already got however many many people like and it and it shifts that way, and it's like that's not okay. Like you can't just start assuming that that's now the person well, you are looking you, for, right? You get like, into these issues of racial profiling, right? Yeah, and it's like essentially what I'm getting. The Kingston Police. Um, around like the Kingston, Ontario police around, uh, I want to say like around 2000, maybe just after that 2000, 2005 frame admitted openly to doing racial profiling. Yeah. And yo, you, you can't do that shit. Mm -hmm. It's so you're always conscious of this is occurring. And even when it was rumored to be happening, like, no, you, you know this is what happens because mm-hmm. it's happened to you. It's happened to a homie, your neighbor. Yeah. So, well, we so had uh, we have Malcolm J up here just the other day, and he told almost essentially the same story you just told about your uncle or your your mom's boyfriend coming home. Uh. Cops cops follow him home. Uh, young black guy in a nice car. Next thing you know, he's got the cops at his full SWAT team. Full, full SWAT full team. Full SWAT team at his at his. And you know Malcolm. He's yeah, like yeah, one yeah, of the nicest yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. there's no way that can be misconstrued if you're looking at it. Objective, uh, you know yeah. what I mean. Like there, there's no and he, way that you look at it that way. He got the SWAT way. team because he was in a nice car. He's yeah. a he's a he's my a young black pops, in a nice car. My step pops was in a uh, was in a rusty Skylark, Buick Skylark. Mm. And That's so, why he got pinned so with got, the with the stealing vibe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, it's just so, like come on, guys. Like, I can't like win for quit, losing, quit playing detective and and how about you actually do do your job? You know what and, I mean? And, like, and and even me to like say say that right now, like I'm just saying step pops, and it's just like that dude was around for for a little while. I just always equate my mom just raising me on her own because he was he was in and out, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but it's like that that incident always, even though I don't talk to him to this day, even though when they their relationship fell apart, it's always something that has a reference point to him. Like, yeah, dude, you're you're not a kid anymore. Like this shit happens, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and so let's so let, it's like let's add that back to to Cop Rock you're talking about, which mm-hmm. is the song that you end up writing about it. You end up writing that on uh, your record. Uh, Trinipeg, right? But before you get to Trinipeg, you're still out in in, in Mississauga. I, I, do you start rapping while you're out there? When do you come back to Winnipeg? Um, I'm always rapping. You're always rapping. So, like, from a rapping. young age, you're rapping. I'm rapping from probably, like, maybe about... I had a, I had a homie named Harvey that, that we used to hang out. Like, he was a gaddy and cat. And, uh... We we kind of discovered like rap shit. He lived in a a block pretty close to mine, and um, 
we ended up going to the same junior high. Okay. And um, we would be taping all these these college radio shows and going to the lunchroom and playing them and talking about them. But then I just realized, like, we're talking about the same stuff. And then there was a whole bunch of us that ended up talking about the same kind of shit. Um so you build a little click. So we build we build a little click. Clicked like, up. Like, like like-minded folks. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, so start rapping, you start flinging around words, things like that nature. But it's like we're 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 in an area that people actually like rap and dance hall and yeah. and and clips to a lesser degree. But like <laughs> but the the rhythmic chatting and talking is like it's embedded in the community, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to the barbershop. What are they playing? They're always playing like the old uh, radio shows that aired on that week and what rap was actually playing. And everyone's discussing like stereotypical shit, but it's like these things come from truths. Like you mm-hmm. sit there and you talk about who is the best at the moment. Yeah. Kane's the best. Nah, nah, nah. LL's the best. Nah, nah, nah. That's all, that's all that old school shit. Nah, right now it's like this this. This dude named Nas that's coming up. Nah, Rakim ain't done yet. Sort of thing like yo, that. Biggie yo, Biggie over Nas. Biggie over Nas. When Biggie... <laughs> you say it yo, on the yo, tape, yo, bro. I'll you say, say it I'll on the say, tape. I say, uh, say, yo, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say always Nas, man. It's always Nas. Yeah? It's always Nas. It's always Nas. It's always Nas. So you end up discussing that. And then I went to uh, high school, which was, again, it was just like we had DJs that would spin at our lunchtime. Like... Mm-hmm. And and we sell patties inside of our cafeteria. <laughs> oh my god! And so yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, when when the community around you starts to adjust, like that's how it, you know, it was, right? Like, well, it was it, it, we had <laughs> shit. So w- within our blocks, there was um, you'd go off to many schools because we're so densely populated in that area. Yeah. So. Peel region in Ontario, I think for the most part, um, is divided up into, there's a public school system and then a publicly funded Catholic school system. Okay. So going to the Catholic school system, uh, some parents would believe you're getting a better education, more discipline, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So I ended up going to the high school that was just three blocks away from where I lived. My boy Harvey ended up going to the Catholic school that was about... <laughs> Twenty to thirty minute bus from that, and then there was some other dudes. There was another Catholic school that ended up producing. Um, oh my gosh, why well, can't I remember this man's name? Oh, this is a bad podcast, people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anybody's name. So there was a school called Father Gates that my high school ends up giving all their football equipment to. Okay, Father Gates ends up producing all of these CFL football players, and um, one that ends up going to the NFL. They also produced an NBA player that ended up playing for Orlando at one point just a few years ago and went to St. Bonaventure. So it's like all these schools are around um, at this point, but at some point we all meet at, like, my high school. Gotcha. So it's just like, no. It all feeds into this this is this is the school where you could go and hang around the lunch table and no one's going to ask you any questions because you ain't going there. So it's like... <laughs> you, you rap, you bang against the table. We we gamble for quarters, playing crazy yep. eights or or uh, twenty one or like playing uh, dominoes. Dominoes was a huge thing, man. Um, it was like high stakes, man. And so, it's, <laughs> yo, yes, and, and yes so it's yes. like 
And then to tell you about our school at times, like there was one, <laughs> there's all these parallel universes that were happening at once. So we're paranoid about the police too. But then there's like one crew and we have like saying all the football equipment got given to Gates. We had a cricket team. So there's like a heavy South Asian population yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, one day the cops just rolled up and they were just dealing with all these South Asian cats, man. They broke up oh, the, the cricket game? No, man. They came into the damn school in front of all of us and all the black people were like, yo, what's happening? But they went over like three tables over to all the like Sri Lankan cats and they started messing with them. Damn. And it, they came in the fucking school, man. It's That's like, wild. yo. What? Um, and them dudes were just chilling. They yeah. were just chilling. I don't know what they were up to, but it's like, it's one of those moments where you wish it was like a Quentin Tarantino film that they're following <laughs> just the different storylines yeah, that yeah, were yeah. happening. We yeah. see it all unfold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. So uh, what's the first rap name that you, you adopt? Is it Satchel Page or is there something oh, before Satchel Page? No, there has to be something before that. One that didn't even get out there. <laughs> I'm trying to. Th- I'm, I'm. I'm actually really trying to think. Um, first rap name is usually the worst rap name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I really hated all traditional rap names at the time. Yeah, that's a very Winnipeg thing to do. Um, we buck the popular. <laughs> yeah, out there, I would hear about. Oh, that was another thing. They always make jokes about how I'm from Winnipeg. That was like. Of course. That was like a common thread. Yeah, so yeah. It, it was good. Um, I think because I... Elliot Ness has always been around. Yeah. Just because of the ties in with like the Untouchables, that movie and that, that, that mm-hmm. crew. And also uh, around Lauren Hill then repeats it inside of one mm, of her lyrics. Yeah. And then, so we go from there, right? So... Um, I think like because of my artificial legs, RoboCop was around for some for some reason at one point. So like old Peter Weller um, movie from like eighty seven or eighty eight, and uh, Detroit dude gets shot up and killed, and then becomes this robot. I, it's funny that you have to explain <laughs> the plot to RoboCop. Yo, but there's probably a actually, lot of cats that don't know what actually, RoboCop is. Actually, hold on. Is. RoboCop actually When was the got, remake? There was a yeah, remake. Yeah, they did a remake. Oh, remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remake. And then, and then uh, what's his name was the villain in it there. Again, yeah. I'm going to do the what's his name. What's <laughs> Yo, name? I'm the worst. I'm the worst with <laughs> names, too. Yo, yeah, we're not going to be no any names. help over he here, also, bro. He also <laughs> played Birdman in... Uh, in that, that dope movie, man. It's not that, not that person. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton. Michael, Michael Keaton. Oh, oh yeah. we should have just Batman. said Batman. Batman. I went, said Batman. I went to Birdman instead of Batman. But once I said Birdman, I realized Batman. Okay, yeah, cool. We got yeah, there. Got we got you. there. Yeah, uh, there me. we go. <laughs> Six degrees of separation and all that. We got there. So you Nas end up with... always over me. <laughs> I take Biggie over Nas. I'm sorry. Yo, I'm man. sorry. You're talking I'm to two Biggie guys. Yo, you took journalism, didn't you? Yeah. Yo, you should know. Don't give your opinion, man, in the middle of the interview. Yo, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to contra that one <laughs> just for the debate that might ensue. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so you you go by the name Satchel Page. Can you explain a little bit about the significance of Satchel oh, Page? Oh, gosh, man. Because the reason why I found out about Satchel Page is because we go on a, a, a little run to, to Saskatoon to do a show. Right, right, right. The whole time we're on our way to Saskatoon, there's some dude that's going to be playing the show with us. 
named Satchel Page. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't even know who this guy is, but we're going to go out here and open for Yai. And uh, I'm curious to see who the Satchel Page dude is. But and I get there, I see Ness, and I was like, yo, do you know who Satchel Page is? <laughs> and he just starts laughing. And I'm just like, oh, But fuck. for that show in Saskatoon, I didn't go by Satchel Page, though. I went by some other alias that, that I like to bring up every so often. <laughs> but let's, let's not go there. Okay. All right, so Satchel Page, uh, Negro League baseball player. Most of... Crazy, I was having this discussion today with, like, uh, Jordan Stranger artist and talking about the spirits of like the past and 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 ancestors and that sort of thing and i i was a huge baseball fan uh until a certain age and incident and um i always really liked the story of of the negro leagues and so the negro leagues were a league that was parallel to uh the major leagues of baseball when uh there was no um, African American African American players that were allowed to play in the major leagues, but the the competition was just as good. Um, they would tour better, around, if not. if not better. So they would tour around uh, and do barnstorming um, and play in little communities and so on and so forth. But they would do these these games at times, which would be the All Star game of of the major leaguers versus the Negro leaguers. Gotcha. Um, Satchel Page was an older pitcher when he when the finally those lines of Jackie Robinson getting in and mm-hmm. crossing the color line. Um, shout outs to Montreal because that was his minor league team affiliate uh, when he was playing for the Dodgers, and so Satchel wanted to play in the major leagues. He had shoulder problems. The man never told his age, which I always like that story. It's very if anybody knows Trinidadian culture, there's lots of like mm. sometimes secrecy to things. Mm. The most blatant things will just be kept under wraps, and you're just like, "Why am <laughs> I, I keeping this like secret?" That's right? A, that's a, like an immigrant thing. Or Yo, something. I, 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 my, my grandma was always like that. God. She never would say her age ever, and there's these weird secrets where I'm just like, "Who? What? Like, what do you mean?" <laughs> Guy, I remember, I remember being being little in in the apartment, and then my mom. If someone would knock on the door or would call up the phone, she'd be like, answer it, and then say, I'm not here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yo, if I'm answering, I'm a little kid. They're going to ask who's there. <laughs> why are you there? <laughs> why and can I like, figure this why out? Why am mom? I picking up the phone to tell people you're not there? Like, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But then I get a talking to. So I pick up the phone and say, she's not here. She, she went to the store. And then I hang up the phone. But I never understood that. <laughs> I never understood. Anyways. Going back, so that whole thing, <laughs> Satchel Page and secrecy, and it might have been just because he wanted to be signed in the major leagues and could yeah. tell people yeah, what his yeah, age yeah. was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he ends up, when he comes into the major leagues, I believe he ends up being the rookie of the year. Um, it has a pretty good career, and uh, his arm problems kind of dissipate for a while. And, uh, yeah, he always had these these sayings, these 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 satchel idioms basically uh so it's kind of like rapping okay you know like everyone quotes yogi Berra, but satchel page had really good sayings also which don't ask me to say them because they're does he have instagram (laughs) (laughs) he might he might be still alive he might still be alive yeah so uh so went by that name just just to be able to have moments like this where i could tell the story of 
of Satchel, of Satchel Paige. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also the fact that him being ailed by his arm, I kind of saw that as like me and my legs and just like some days are really tough and uh, you just got to push on and you got to like get to your goals and get to things, make mm-hmm. them happen. So um, that whole mind over matter sometimes. And uh, so I really gravitated towards that. And my raps never were like super braggadocia or any of that shit. So it's just like, I'm always want to be just conversating with somebody or telling a tale, you know? Yeah. So that just, that just came in. And then when I thought I was really smart, I got a cease and desist like, <laughs> order from the state of Satchel Page. So now I know he's dead. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, they were asking for a bunch of dough that I didn't have because I was an indie Canadian rapper. Yeah. And, um, and then I got when I was being stubborn, but I didn't know what I was going to do. I don't know if I was taking rap really serious. I always am, but not really. Um, <laughs> That's what it's like being an indie Canadian yeah. artist. <laughs> but it's like, I always, always, always write when, when, when I feel like my cup's filled up. Mm. So it's like at that point, it wasn't filled up. Yeah. So I was just like, ah, maybe I'll just not even rap. Who cares? But I was like, nah, I ain't going to change my name. But then I got this letter from, it wasn't all aggressive. It was really nice from, and I want to say it was from his daughter. Or it could have been his granddaughter. Uh, but she identified herself. And she was like, I listened to your music. And I believe it was her, her she was writing from, that she was the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I think that uh, that my my grandpa, he'd be really proud of of the stuff that you do, and and she's like, I read up about you here and there, and it's like you do stuff, try to do stuff with the community. I was like, shit, you went in, you wow. went in deep, you, yeah, you went, you went further in deep. Than and you she just to. goes, I don't want any problems. I don't want you to have any problems. Just if you can find another name, it seems like you're young enough. Like we'll just forget about all this. And I was just like, yo, this is the letter that I needed. Yeah. You know? And so. And then she named you. Yeah. It was like, she's like, she went and investigated. Yeah. Because right? the internet was a thing <laughs> at that point, right? So yeah. it's like, yeah. she went and looked into it. And there's this, this black dude with no legs that's rapping and working with kids and like is this really the person we want to go after yeah 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 and do fair. we want his canadian money to pay us That's gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like worth half i think like i don't even i don't can we exchange that <laughs> is that good <laughs> so no. then it was like just a matter of trying to find out what name i wanted to go by next yeah because i honestly hated the name elliot walsh and um in terms of being a recording artist under that name I always thought if I was a writer, I'd just go by my actual government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, performing-wise, I always wanted to be something that was more representative of of the stories that were being told or I was channeling. So. And then you is it actually named after the SS Empire Windrush? Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Just different spelling. Okay, but. Yeah, and so there's an area also in England that's named after that Windrush ship, which was uh, the first to take West Indian immigrants over to to the UK. Yeah, um, and spreading the stories thereof, and there's also a song uh, by Lord Kitchener, Calypsonian, yep. about the the Empire Windrush. So, um, and and he's like a legend in Trinidad and Tobago. So okay. I was just like, 
That's a nice little tie-in. Yeah, nice little tie-in. That's dope. That's dope. To all things, there's a reason. So uh, you you have a record that I asked you about a little bit earlier, too, that I love. It's like one of my favorite titles, especially if you know or if you've ever spoken to uh, Tanes. It's Guy, I'm From Here. (laughs) (laughs) Guy, I'm From Here. Uh, (laughs) Came out in 2003, but we got to find it. So I'm just going to put this out there in the universe. If anybody has one of those, I want to listen to it. I've never had the pleasure. (laughs) And I asked you for it, and you're like, yo, I'm being for real. How did it come out? Yeah, you don't got it. Like, uh, how did it come yeah, out? how did you like, release it back in the day? How did you release it? This is circa 2003 is so, what, I, what I could find. Mysteriously, and, and I, I, I remember this bizarre decisions. Uh, you already had John Smith on, right? What are we yeah, at yeah. at the time? Uh, it's in bars. <laughs> oh, you didn't switch it over to the, I didn't switch it to over the to time, time frame? No, we always, we keep always it in spit bars. bars, bro. We always because spit bars. Because if we have a time... Recording? What are you recording on? In Logic. Guys, switch it over to the time. No, we don't look at time because no, there's a rap. conscious of time. Yeah, there's a rap podcast. So we Sometimes you got to be conscious of time, man. Bars. Bars. Sometimes. <laughs> I can't believe you I'm You count bars. That. You okay. count bars. Dude. Like 1,200 bars right now. No, don't do that. <laughs> I don't even know what like beats per minute we're going at in terms of tempo. I, I mean, it says 120, but... I... No, that's deception right there. That's its default. 120 is always the default. 4-4. We're probably in like a C major. I don't know. <laughs> Yo. What were we talking yeah. about? What was I trying to skip over? Uh, we're, we're, yeah, you were trying to dodge the guy I'm from here question. Um, 2003. Oh, right. You okay. released it on CD tape. Good lord! Uh, I'm sorry to like no, no, people's no. ears right now. Um, so John Smith, aka Bazooka Joe, was on here with with uh, Rob Crooks. Yep. Um, when I came over here, there's a few people I met first off the bat. Uh, John Smith was one person that I was told to meet. Sorry, Bazooka Joe was one person I was told to meet uh, when there was a shop called. Record Baron, I believe. Okay. Okay, yeah. Or Music Baron. Music there Baron, there was two of those names and they're really yeah. confusing. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. And they were actually both on Portage, which <laughs> kind of sucked. <laughs> so I remember being told by like one of my cousins to go to Record Baron and I may have ended up at the wrong spot. But there's one place that had hip hop on the top floor and then they had um uh, like, I don't want to say new metal, but more like punk rock. Yeah, punk rock. Sorry, new metal fans out there. Uh, <laughs> punk rock in the basement. And Abby, that works at, that owns a... 333? He was the guy that was running that. Oh, that shit. Point. So upstairs... Abby's always was, been a crazy entrepreneur. Shout out to Abby. There <laughs> was, on the top floor, there was a dude named Rob Tremblay who ended up opening up Vinylist uh in 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 Osborne's so when the Baron closed down, um he opened up vinylist mm. to fill that gap. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyways, I went over there, I met this guy named Rob. Uh I was thinking about getting a radio show. I was just getting to know people. I made uh this newsletter, I remember, just about talking about rap. And um this was before I got a gig writing for like Perimeter or Uptown or something like that at the time. And he was like, you got to meet this guy named John Smith. He's a really good rapper. And I think that you'd like his style. And you guys are young, not like uh, these farm fresh and all that. But you guys could like 
be friends or something like that. Some corny he said. Um, <laughs> it, he meant well. I'm just, yeah, so, of course. Um, end up going to that battle that Dice Man was at. Okay, <laughs> this this is like if anybody's ever watched Back to the Future. That battle honestly is like uh, the equivalent of 1955. I think that's the year inside of the critical year in Back to the Future, which they always go back to, where it's 52. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, 55. And so the Dice Man battle, I ended up meeting uh, McEnroe for the first time. I go against him, and I totally forgot that I picture that battle as a freestyle battle. And so I was ready to freestyle, and that was like the first time anybody ever saw me actually out in public. Um, and McEnroe ends up doing one song off of his EP that he was about to release. So he does a whole song, and I'm just like, where the fuck am I? Like, <laughs> this is an MC battle, and dudes are performing whole songs? Yeah. <laughs> and until Joe told that story, or John Smith or Bazooka Joe told that story about how he also did, like, written verses... I completely forgot that that thing was <laughs> written versus being presented. Anyways, I meet John Smith there, and there's some other weird connections. Get the radio show. We end up hanging out, and um, he's a North End guy, so there's a few dudes he introduces me to, um, being BJ Gross, uh, a.k.a. Gumshoe Strut, and uh, General Gist, which is one of their homies that moved out to Victoria. He's a DJ. And then uh, Yai, Yai, okay. who's friends with Co-op. Yai, I can't even remember how I met him. That's, that's, the, that's the weird thing. But he ended up <laughs> hanging out at the radio show quite a bit with uh, Mark that got mentioned in that podcast with, with Co-op. So they end up being regulars that just show up. And then dudes from Freak Show like Shazam um, end up calling up and becoming regular guests. Gotcha. So this is how I get to know yeah. everybody, basically, right? Yeah. Um, so we end up forming a group. How do you this think is it's a great like idea? This early two thousands. This is like maybe talk of it is about fermented time coming up. So about maybe ninety nine. Okay, mm. maybe ninety nine. Yeah, and so late nineties, early 2000s. late. It's definitely late nineties. Um, before any of us put out anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all those guys get picked up by peanuts and corn. So, Yai, John Smith, Bazooka Joe, um, and, and then it's just like BJ and I, uh, Gumshoe and I, just end up being like these free agents. So, um, Gumshoe puts out something, and then I want to put out something, and uh, he ends up producing it. And so we release it. This is 10 minutes after the story begins. Um, he ends up releasing it, and it's a CDR. Okay. That's all it is. Mm. And go, and I do a release show for it, and it was, it was, it was like, anyways, I don't know how far I want to get in this story, but I, I'm going to bite my tongue. <laughs> I'm going to bite my tongue. <laughs> Damn, man. This is about to get Damn. good. You're going to get the whole internet. Oh. Man, you're super good at uh, uh, building it up. Building it up. Yeah, this like and, it's um, actually one of my downfalls. It, it, then it, censoring it, yourself. I, I have to. I have to because because it's, it's nonsense. It's, it's it's like it's a little bit of nonsense, and you're still friends with a lot of folks that are still. Well, no, I'm not friends over. with these people. Well, um, 
<laughs> let, it, let it fly. <laughs> because it it's 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 like these are stories to be told. Well, <laughs> yo, I'm gonna. This is again is like Canadian rap, and 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 I don't know what to expect. I just want to put out music. Like fair enough. Yeah. I, like my my thing is, I'm never afraid to. If you're offended, that's your fault. You know, just this is history. I don't, I don't live by that, man. I don't live by that at all. Um, anyways, I'm signing people's chest at this show, and it's like a small Winnipeg rap show. Damn, and, and I'm just like, this I'm, is for I a, never signed a chest. This is like CDR business. <laughs> anyways, Macro ends up liking it, so he ends up doing a mix or something like that, but decides to try and put it out for more distribution, wider range distribution, so it's not just in the city of Winnipeg. Mm. Um, and then I get hit with a cease and desist. Ah, uh, there it is. And yeah. so as airport, soon as it starts to, it starts to spread, Yeah, well, that was the issue, right? was that it, it finally was on, wind. like, online shops, and mm-hmm. people were... It was Googleable. It was Googleable, yeah. or... or AOL'd, or I don't know what the hell it was. Yeah, Yahoo'd. at that time. Yahoo'd. 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 Yeah, Yahoo'd. Somebody asked Jeeves, yeah, yeah. and they found yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the creatives getting uh, C&Ds. Yo, Yo, we, 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 we were literally just talking, just about, talking about, that. about C&Ds Jeez. before you got here. Yo, if you ain't got a C&D, you ain't doing it. You right, ain't man. doing it. You ain't really doing it if you ain't got a cease and desist. So, yeah, man. It's like, And so we end up doing another release, and then it it totally has to disappear. And that was that was that. That was guy I'm from here. That was guy I'm from here. Damn. Oh, shit. I'm gonna hit a McEnroe, man. That's one guy I really want to speak I, to because he was, he, I mean, at the helm of a lot of what's coming out yeah. at that time. The the we the, stay hearing his name on the podcast. Well, the the names like to to seriously like inquire about of that era would be McEnroe, um, Odario. Uh, yeah, Odario, uh, Rough, Grand Analog. Um, you already interviewed Shades. Yeah. Um, a bit later would be probably like K. Rupson, uh, that whole Moonshine Posse, that mm-hmm. crew, um, and then uh, Phenom or, or Shannon. Oh yeah, around. Phenom I really want to get. So she, I mean, like, like Phenom, I, I know well enough from the radio days, and like they're they're all, all of part that, of so. that that era, that place in time, especially like Phenom coming in with with Shannon. That's like a total different whole um, new lane. Lane, yeah, and and they had their own thing going on, and then like Shazam, a freak show, well, or Ismala, they're they're like historians when it comes to mm-hmm. what was going on of that era, um, a lot. So those are those are the cats that I was coming from, coming behind. Mm. Gotcha. Basically, so yeah. they were already laying out. I knew them from watching them on videos and stuff like that, and. And then Chris from from uh, Shades uh, Casino, I grew up with his his younger brother in okay. Saga. He he lived he ended up moving right beside the high school that um, that we're at. So um, so that's that's my dude that I used to make runs to Brampton to record. Gotcha. Uh, when I was first recording uh, to answer that that quiz, yeah, and we yeah. rapped with a guy named Red Stripe. So. <laughs> if he, anybody knows your alcoholic beverages, if you a dude's name Red Stripe, you can imagine how he is. <laughs> Short, squat. No, no, no. <laughs> the bottle, the bottle was not a model of his, um, a mirror of his physicalness. I gotcha, gotcha. What was the mirror of his? Of his, it was, it was more of a mirror of his nature. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> 
So red tr- stripe. You ready to rap red stripe? Yeah, ready to run. Red, red stripe. <laughs> uh, so Trinipeg, uh, Trinipeg 78 comes out in 2009, a little bit further down the road. The one release you could find pretty much universally on you. The one I knew prior to seeing you and revisited again recently, and uh, I texted you right away. I was like, yo, it's still great. Still fantastic. Really and, and we're celebrating 10 years this year of this record. So, I mean, well, I want to say congratulations because that's, that's a huge feat. The fact that it's still pretty timeless and you created such a timeless piece, I think, is a, is a testament to your creativeness. I also want to get into who produced on this record. Oh, it was, it was, it was my guy Soso, man. All right, everything? Soso and Cut Down. And then uh, who did uh, who did so high, so high, so so. Oh man, like, who is this man? T- tell me about yeah, this man. This Yo, I don't never heard this. So so is me. right now a curator. You met him. Oh, he's a curator at the big art gallery and in, uh, in Saskatoon. So he had this label called Clothes Horse. And when I was, I remember when I was like, all this shit was happening with the cease and desist, and I don't know, some other stuff was happening. Um, probably like yell problem or whatever it was. Uh, and I was just done. I was done. And so, so was one of those dudes that always got, even though we come from different worlds, but in terms of storytelling, Mm -hmm. he really enjoys that aspect of it. And, and, uh, of, of people being honest to where they are. Yeah. And that's um, that's a testament to what Trinipeg is. And so he was like, "If you want to come through, come through, and we'll we'll produce a, I'll produce a record for you, and we'll just hang out." And he said it won't be all glossy because that's not his style. Uh, and I was like, "Sure." And one of his artists that he was working with decided not to work with him anymore, so he just wanted it sounded like more of a creative, creative outlet, outlet again. Mm-hmm. And why not do something with your, with your homie, right? Yeah. With, your, with your buddy. And so I, I think I was playing a show and then I got dropped off there just on a tour. Gotcha. And I spent like a week out there just trying to, to figure out what the hell I was doing with the rest of my life at that moment. And so uh, sat in that house and just made, made songs, man. Made songs, yeah. Made a great record, I would say. Trying to pick something. Real. So How he, long did he it produced. Which, which one did Cut Down do? Cut Down did. I want to say Cut Down did Cop Rock. Okay. Okay. Cut Down. Cut Down did Cop Rock or Gumshoe did Cop Rock. I can't remember the credits on. Fair that. enough. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, just like I just wanted to go in. Yeah. And 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 and. Most things I, I make, I don't like. I don't really like that record. You don't like that record? No, I don't like that record. It's 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 not glossy enough for me. It's not. It's not glossy enough. It's not like. Not big enough. It's not. It's not big sounding enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think also that I hit my marks enough on it. Okay. Um, the beats never were the issue, because I, I like those kind of. I never liked rapping over. Boom bap, necessarily. Fair. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. no real boom bap beat. One. No, that's why I was a little bit confused when you said cut down. There, but there's some mean drums on a couple. So oh I yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know like I mean? cut downs, drums yeah. are like. Yeah. Also, Soso's drums are. Uh, if you listen, go back on his catalog. They're all these. I need a dig. Now. They're all yeah. these like stunted, drums. Like they're mm. just staccatoed up and just they're stacked different and. Yeah. 
a lot of chops in his samples, and it's just the so high one. It feels like so early Daft Punk, like just like it, filtery and like oh electronic. yeah, like that's it was sick. That's 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 a steez, man. Like, um, and he doesn't like making beats too much anymore. Um, still harass him from time to time, <laughs> uh, but it's 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 yeah, man. It's like I. I, I when you meet someone that actually believes in what you do, yeah, it 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 lifts you up. It Especially in the moment that you would have been in, like like there's six years more or less in between those two records, and you're saying you know you're going through personal issues, whatever. Yeah, like I, that's a that's the time where you need somebody to to be in your corner to help you to create. And rap was always my outlet. Yeah, it, it always was. It was like when I was feeling, when I was in 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 degrees of of pain because of physical pain, because of bad days with my legs or I wouldn't be able to, to get out my leg broke or whatever it is, I'd write raps. Or, mm-hmm. or like uh, when my mom got sick with cancer, I was writing raps. And mm-hmm. it's like this, this has always been the thing that I fell back on. And, and when I work with kids, it's like I'm, I'm a rap instructor. I talk about history. It's like I want them to understand this lineage but how it could – the storytelling could take you to different places. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt at that moment that it was escaping from me. Mm-hmm. And then Troy, that's his name, for him to say, like, I really dig your shit. Like, let's just do this. Like, let's just make a record. That's huge. And he's a graphic designer, artist, all sorts of stuff. Did he do too. the cover he as well? He did the cover too. Man, so. amazing cover. Yo, I f- we might have to interview Soso just because I want to talk to him. Soso's <laughs> also part of, like, this this other lineage of uh, of prairie rap. So it's just like um, he had for a while an online shop too. Okay, that was that was selling uh, just indie rap. Gotcha. And um, he sold that business off. He actually had a a brick and mortar shop in Saskatoon that people would go to and buy shit from. Man, this under- this explains your ties to Saskatoon a little bit too, and why like you oh, have a special place in your oh, heart yeah, for yeah. that. City. Well, it's also like where. Don't want to get all like, yeah, more into it, but it's it's got like other ties in terms of personal relationships, personal relationships, yeah. and, and bad things. Yeah. Um, again, I'm censoring myself. <laughs> You're good. You're good. <laughs> Very political, He's a wise man. At least I know that story, so I'm not gonna take you down that road. Yeah, don't. So unless I want to open up about it later, I yeah, will, but of not course, right now. Of course. Um, so yeah, and it's just like. I don't make, I always knew that I don't make what is run-of-the-mill, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I don't make mainstream ever rap. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I have those sensibilities in me, mm-hmm. but I, I know the lane that I'm in, and it's like, I make I make this music, and it's it's it really is like this, I'm this black prairie rap. Like, I just make... I'm a black dude that lives in the prairies, and I, I rap with that kind of pace. Like, I always feel that there's no urgency around here. No. There isn't. <laughs> it's always cold. There's kind of some, some, some gaps to fill. And, and, but the people got soul. People got, like, meaning to them, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, like, the, 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 the point that I rap from. And it's so it's, like, so, so got that. It's like I'm not gonna try and make you rap like so and so or this person than that. 
and my beats aren't going to be that way. And it's like, that's, that's why I'm coming to you. Like, I'm agreeing not just because you believe in me, but because I want to rap on shit that's different, but not too out of left field, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's still, there's still uh, familiar moments. Like, there's a De La Soul-esque vibe to one of the records. I wish I could pull it. I'm, I'm just as terrible. Oh, shit. I'm in front of me. Dude, I actually forgot. Lonnie C produced two of the tracks on there. No, no shit. Yes, that's I forgot that. No <laughs> shit. Uh, I didn't even know Lonnie produced like that. Yeah, that was when Lonnie was just starting to produce. No kidding. And then he shut it down because that record didn't do anything. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, we gotta get him on. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was just talking to Lonnie the other day. Yo, yo, um I don't know. I got some uh Fuji vibes. Fuji's. I got a little Fuji vibes. Fuji's okay, okay. The 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 fun thing is that like we were both talking about before you got here about how much it's like it, it feels like Ness, that record. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it, when it when it comes to the the licks song, even you know what I mean? Where oh, that's a Lonnie beat right there too. <laughs> that's a Lonnie beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like licks is a great one. If if you if you're a child of immigrants, yeah, yeah, you, you understand. You, you can relate. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yo, I gotta watch where I perform that now, and and if I I've kind of removed it. Yeah. From, and I mean, it's an old song, but when I perform, I like to bring back them all and, and fit every song into a puzzle. Okay. Basically, right? To, to tell a story. Mm-hmm. But licks, I got to leave out sometimes, depending on the audience that I'm playing with, uh, playing to, because they'll be like, yo, this guy's advocating child abuse. Yeah. It's like, nah. <laughs> I, I'm, my mother on her deathbed apologized for how many times she gave me licks. Okay? <laughs> like, like, straight up. That was one yeah. of her regrets. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all she knew. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah. it's like I didn't want to pass that on. That that was that was my decision. Yeah. Um, but for her to say that when she's about to die, I can laugh about it now. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, come here, son. <laughs> I'm sorry I gave you so much licks. <laughs> it's like, yo, I appreciate you, that. Yo, huh? I appreciate that. For <laughs> yo, real. That's yeah. like that's like when my that's like when I uh, when I graduated and my um, basketball coach told me he should have paid played me more. <laughs> But like less, you know, but less serious. Damn. Damn. Oh, Lord of mercy. No, but like, yeah, like I I read an article by U of W, I would say. It was actually a very well written article that they did about you in this record. And the way that they framed licks, I was like, I didn't even take it that way. Of like a traumatizing experience, like man, at the trauma, and I was just like, not nah, like that's uh, the writer's white though. Yeah, yo, like, you, <laughs> like I already know, I didn't yo, ask, I but I already know. That. I can't even remember that assessment, man. And no, I, I, I just remember reading it and getting this feeling that it was like, it felt like it was this dark place that you went to on the album, and I was like, it when didn't I feel l- that it way. Didn't feel that no, way. No, no, it didn't feel that way. But like, if, maybe if that's you've gone because... through it, it, it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> no, it ain't you know? that dark. It ain't that dark. There was... Timeouts might be worse. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, there is uh, on that on that song. I mentioned this, and it sounds like gibberish to a lot of people. But I say knitted in audit, and my mom. When they all lived in Trinidad in, in the house that they grew up in, there was like, it was a two bedroom place. There was my, all three of them. So my mom, my two uncles, there was my grandmother that was, or great grandmother that was from St. Vincent that lived in the house. There was uh, my great uncle that lived in the house. And then my grandmother and my grandfather Dang. that all lived in there. And so there wasn't a lot of things that they had, you mm-hmm. know, but my uncles, they all remember that 
they'd have to run away from my mom at a certain point because she <laughs> she she'd take out the belt and there was this pole like just outside of their outside of their place and she just hit it and one side she'd make a line like with chalk and one line was called knit it and the other side was called audit and when they were being bad she'd go and give them licks and it's, <laughs> and so my uncles tell me the story like all the time of that when I was born. They're just like, oh, Lord, this kid's going to get licked so much. Because my mom's had years yo, of practice. practice too many years of practice. <laughs> oh. I'm like, yo, Damn. you tell me this now that I'm a grown man. <laughs> That's funny, man. Shit is That's real. Funny. So then uh, fr- from Trinipeg 78, you go to So High Okay, yo, look, look, let's, let's, I just want to say this. Because you as a manager, uh, also as an executive producer, producer, Let's let's not move from so so yet. Okay. Okay. So when you talk about that, you hear that's me yeah. on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one thing that Troy sat me down with and said mm. it has to sound like you. Yeah. If any of these songs don't, I like literally would send me back in and just be like, that sounds more like Ness right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's dope. Okay. So it's just so like, it was an effort to. Oh to yeah, do that. it was in in. And I'm always writing from the perspective of the people that I know and myself. Yeah. But then when you start doing multiple takes, you start thinking about, like, what is the audience thinking? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 yeah, Ray, yeah. Ray. And he's like, no, 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 no. Just, just, this is how you would honestly say it. Just say it that way and believe in it. Yeah. It's like, Ninth okay. Wonder says that. Ninth Wonder believes in first takes. Oh, God. If we didn't mess it up too much, we're keeping it. That's a good first philosophy, take. man. Yeah. I believe that, and, and it should it, be more than five. It depends. Mm. It depends. It always depends on the rapper. Depends it on the rapper. Always de- depends on the personality. I'm sure. You it know what I mean. On the song. It, it depends. Some rappers come into the studio and they've practiced twelve times before okay. they got okay. there, and they're ready. Dude, right? That's the that's the difference, though. Is that if you are a prepared musician, rapper, vocalist, it should be five takes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Right. Like when you have the guy that's like. Maybe in the, especially in the era where you're paying for time. Uh-huh. So you've worked up to get there. You know what I mean? You're coming with the song ready to go. Mm-hmm. That first take, maybe for that guy, might not be the best take because you know what? This, it, there's a pressure of the studio and he's not comfortable yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, maybe the other guy is like, he's so ready and that feels the best. But you really have to gauge the vibe. You know what I mean? And there's always an energy in the studio of the person, right? So that, that guy, if the first take is, you know, it's good. He got it the whole way through it, but you could tell he's not loose yet. He's mm-hmm. not loose. Then he's then not you confident. Gotta, you, just gotta, yep. you just got to wait it out. And, and you know what I mean? You f- you'll find it. And nine times out of ten, I do two more, even though I know I have the one in the back. Yes, just in case. Just in case. Just in, just in ju- case. And also for you. You know what I mean? So that you feel like you've got it. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to be like, okay, you think you got it on four? Listen to three. Right. You know right. what I mean? And, th- and you're like, yo, yeah, three's yo, pretty three's hard. three's the one. You know what I mean? And then, then we, at least we know you, you pushed to where you wanted it to be. I've, and I heard already what I need. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Because you get to be objective, right? You get to kind of be the fly on the wall in a sense. Mm-hmm. So like that, I think that's really dope that, that so-so kind of engaged like you in that way. Because, I mean, in that regard, like, it sounds like you. When it comes to the, the, the slang, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, even talking West Indian slang, you know what mm. I mean? And, and it feels like you. Wh- 
look at this conversation that we've had today. So we've we've gone from talking about the political sides of things. We've we've gone to laughing. We've gone to talking about licks. This is like the record. You know it's what I all, mean? Like all in the record. It's it's all there, and that's what it's like when you sit down and have a conversation with Ness. So that's why I say. Well, Trinipeg yeah, I'm going to take you all over because my brain is doesn't like stay still <laughs> yeah exactly also, but that that's the best part about that ride is like depends, now you have a well-rounded conversation also depends on my mood <laughs> fair enough that's this why conversation could have went south real quick <laughs> I, you know, I, I came prepared i bought a little rum you know what i mean i, I try i tried to facilitate a I like yo it. yo you actually brought some decent rum so i'll, I'll give you that i, I appreciate I'm pacing, it so I like so how many times you suck your teeth on the, uh, Yo, <laughs> on yeah. the album. Yo, <laughs> That's like your ad lib. The other, the other thing is that I didn't even think about that. Um, because a lot of those would just happen. And I remember stopping so to be like, dude, I need to suck my teeth on this one. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause what I'm saying right now, it ain't, it ain't vibing right. Yeah, that's and, the audio shake I, my I head. Do, yeah, that's like... That's, <laughs> Shake my head right now. That's the audio shaking suck my head. My teeth, so you gotta man. suck your teeth. Yo, man. Yo. Anyways, go on to the next thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to uh, So High from the Low. That's a, a live record at uh, the mm-hmm. Low Club. And then another live thing you do uh, was last year, the live mixtape that you did uh, with that the That doesn't exist right now. <laughs> let's, just, let, let's just not talk about that. <laughs> okay, fair. But uh, w- what have you got planned for the next little while? What do you got coming up? Something new on the, on the horizon okay, for you? Okay, I'm gonna say this first. Yeah. Um, besides a few ad-libs that I do on So High From The Low, uh, I think that is, that's my favorite record. Okay. Uh, like, I've ever been associated with. Mm. I realize that I like playing with live musicians a lot more. Okay. Um, and I like the idea of reinterpreting beats that actually happened. Um, uh, I like that idea. There's, there's something about the warmth of, of of working with a live bass or keys and and drummers being able to adjust to what you're doing or you adjusting to to what the drummers are doing and creating these harmonies or these these melodies uh new ones while while it's happening but not being a jam band mm. um there's something beautiful to that 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 I really liked and that's why so high from the low came about um was just because I wanted to go there Gotcha. And, and most of my favorite albums, they are live albums. Okay, because that's that's what I was going to get into with those two pro those, yeah, those two they're, projects. Because like that's where you've kind of lent yourself in the last yeah, little while. Yeah, it's like I I I in a weird, strange way, I really really want to make the perfect live album. Mm. Is is it because is there something about the studio and the pressures of? It's not and even like, pressures. Not, not, yeah, maybe that's not the right it, word. It's but more you like know what I mean? Like the, the confines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. cold. It's like it's you, too structured. In it's a sense. too structured. My, I don't go that way, man. Yeah. I just it's it's there. There's some people would say there's a level of discipline, but I've never found joy. And I got like a setup at my place. I've never found complete joy of just spitting into a microphone. And taking those takes and making things happen. Fair. Um, if I practice enough and then I do a live performance, I find a lot more joy. There's a lot more cathartis, cathartic um, elements to it. You could ad-lib up parts. You could talk to the audience. You could feel out what the audience is saying mm-hmm. and how they're reacting. Mm-hmm. And, and those vibes 
play into it becomes almost like another instrument mm-hmm. in the, in the whole mix. Yeah, you know, another character, almost. another character. Yeah, yeah another and, and, element. And, yeah, and if you're a good enough performer, instead of it scaring you, the the unknown or the unpredictable, it becomes something that you could play off of. Is there is there an expectation of the studio that there isn't live, or that you you're more comfortable with? Because there's a big expectation of live as well. But like, is there is there one that you're more comfortable with? Uh, I I prefer live all the time. Yeah, I prefer live all the time. If I got like an idea that comes to my head two nights before, I could easily just put that there. You know, is it is it because you you're not worried about the crowd forgiving you or not? Because fuck it, we're live. <laughs> or that like because you're 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 hold on hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about that. that. Was a good question. That was a good question. One of the more thoughtful guests that we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's more like I want the audience to get a full element of what they're hearing. So okay. I want them to get the the. If they come to see, usually an opener or something like that, even when I'm headlining, it's, and I prefer the the opener business. Opener allows you to experiment a lot more, and and then you don't worry about, like, the audience as much. Mm. The people that came to see you, they know throughout the years that they're going to get something unpredictable. Yeah. Or it might be you just sitting in a chair. It might be you just doing two songs over half an hour. So it's like, (laughs) that's... But when I perform... I want them getting the whole gist of the soul of what is going on inside of my gut mm-hmm. and the creative process. And it might be me explaining the meaning of something, a song or a place or something that triggered this happening. Yeah. But it'll always be entertaining. And if a joke bombs, it bombs. Yeah. If a story bombs, it bombs. But I told it. And you got something that was unique to that moment in time. Yeah. Okay. And it's, I'm not mailing it in. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm never, here. I know, but I'm, I'm saying, here, yeah, I'm here. And I'm, I'm here, present. I'm dialed I'm in, you're going to get yeah, me. At- you know that myself as a performer, I am present at this moment. Because I feel that sometimes when you go on, you got your set list and, and you got the DJ or whatever it is, it, it becomes like, you know, as you go and tour, you get better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You warm up from night to night. You can change up a few elements. But then I feel like you get on auto control at some point. It becomes mechanic. It becomes mechanical. So you got to watch that line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why we never have a set list with you. We can't. Because it ends up being like uh, almost karaoke. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and that's my fear. That is legitimately my greatest fear of performing is it becomes like karaoke. Yeah. Right. So, so if you ever see us on stage and we ha- we're having that dialogue where like we're all at the back and we're like, what are we gonna do next? It's just because to us that's what we're afraid of. Yeah. Like that's the thing, especially with rap. I feel like more so than other genres, because there's not the live musician element. Hmm. So it's like a pre-recorded track. You know what I mean? So you are a little bit closer to karaoke. I don't care how much you want to say you're not. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's already there. So there has to be some element of 
with like we're creative people at the end of the day. We can't be Yeah, you gotta leave room for magic. You gotta yeah, you gotta leave room for Yo, I like that phrase. You gotta leave room for magic. For something weird to happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And whatever that is. Some kind of And sometimes that's like I bring a beat that nobody knew I was bringing. I'm like, yo, y'all wanna do it? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And Uh. I think that 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 is that's a good point. And and to to speak to your character, I think the importance of your music is the conversation even in the recording like e- even with Trinipeg 78 it's mm. the it's the conversation that is happening even though it's one-sided in a sense the dialogue when you get to have the live performance that's when it becomes a two-sided conversation yeah mm. and, and the whole thing of like writing these songs and they're not rah-rah songs you know no no no, no. but it, it is for for someone to to ponder and think yeah. and just like hear another person talking and they could disagree with what's going on or what's being said, but hopefully, like, the music around it is uh, to to a, a point that they want to listen to it, and it's just like, oh, this person, this artist is is articulating themselves good enough in, a, in a, an intriguing manner. Um, my rhyme scheme's always not the most complex. That's just a very conscious thing on my part. Um, but is the storyline and the way that it's delivered in the content uh, and the beats, are they, are they captivating enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, just to find that niche, that's all, that's all I want to do. It, it always has been about just telling the story of, of myself and, and hoping that people could identify with it and those people that brought me into this world and now, like, my family and stuff like that. Um, so... Just helping people get along with their day, but also just having a familiar a familiarity to mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. If that makes sense. Totally. If that makes sense. I just want to be honest. I think on record, I'm, uh, I've always maintained this, that on while recording, I don't give myself a lot of liberties of, of uh, exaggerating truths. Mm-hmm. I may get shit wrong with detail because <laughs> I'm old um, or older. Um, but I want to write down what are my truths. Like mm-hmm. going into Cop Rock and the last verse on there, and I listened to that song, found it on my hard drive uh, a few months ago. And I listened to it for the first time in like probably six, five years. And I performed that song, but I always only do the first two verses. Okay. And I've totally forgot why I do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to it, I remembered why. And it was because the third verse is taken from the perspective of myself and my mom talking. And when there was a police officer killed, he was a young police officer. And um, a few months later, they found out at his precinct that there was a bunch of dirty cops. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, the Serpico line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. just like, Oh shit! And this the the cop got killed up. I shouldn't say that like out of respect for people that get killed, but I'm trying not to talk West Indian ways. <laughs> um, when he got killed, it was like very suspicious. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh well, is this what happened right here? Like these cops were were treating people of color pretty dirty. Yeah. And this guy maybe he wasn't willing to roll with it. You know, and so it's like on record, 
I'm saying that as a young artist. Yeah. I'm about to hit 30. I might have wrote that when I was maybe 25, 25 or 26, maybe 24. I think that was one of the first songs I wrote after um, I released Guy I'm From Here because it was just something that was always unsettled with me. Um, but then when I put it out, I remember putting it out and just be like, fuck, why did I leave that verse on there? And it was like, all right, well, at least people are going to know how I honestly felt and how my mom honestly felt about things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just hope that it doesn't blow up so people will sue me over it. <laughs> <laughs> I never took it in a bad way. No. no it's but just, maybe that's time. You know what I mean? Maybe that's time as well. I don't know. But I never took it in a bad way. Just just telling stories. And, and I wanted people to be sitting at like while we're sitting on the couch and we're staring at the next building and the balcony and like the conversation my mom and I are having mm-hmm. and, 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 and other people in the community. Like this is, it was highly suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was highly suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jay says, um, at the beginning of a few records, like just, this, these are just my thoughts at the time, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These are just my thoughts at the time. Oh yeah. And it's like, know? there, there's a point of, accountability and being reckless mm-hmm. and um i'm certain that these things can be all proven wrong or right or right or right but yeah. it's like they could be proven as they are but this is just a conversation this is just yeah. a conversation this is just, this a conversation. just expression and, and it's a glimpse into a, a thought process at the time well yeah. also i wanted to show an accurate mark of the temperature that was in the city mm, of course yeah point. so yeah, yeah. it's i felt as though if i left that verse out i wouldn't be painting the full yeah. There's a full mm-hmm. temperature check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. What I mean? This is what it feels like. This is what, from all ends. But yeah, yeah. I, I would recommend it. Trinipeg 78, you can find that on all DSPs, as the kids are calling them these days. Do the kids really call them that? No. Nah, <laughs> you don't call them that old folks like us who work in yeah, the fucking like, industry. <laughs> DSPs. What the fuck does that mean? I don't even know. That. Digital service <laughs> providers? I think so. I think yeah. you got it. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> sure all right. Yo, I said that. I too. too many times. I, I say it a couple times, but honestly... Dude, nah, man. I'm, I'm. I, 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 I'm not on radio. Nobody's paying me not to swear anymore. That's the way I look at it. Hey, no one's paying me not to swear. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yo, is there anything else we're gonna talk about? What, 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 what do we got coming up? What, what can we look forward to with Ness in oh, twenty, God, in twenty nineteen? You know what, man? You know what? You know what? People out there, wonderful people. I want to say what's happening, but then I'm. Then you're I'm bound like, to it. Then, no, I'm not bound to it. Yeah, you're bound to shit. No, Clem down. Okay, okay. <laughs> only thing, the only, yeah, yeah. There's only a few things I'm bound to in this life. And that, that ain't what Damn, I'm Damn, I know Jay Electronica feels the same way. <laughs> Yo, Jay Electronica <laughs> needs a simmer. Yo, he needs to. Damn. Is he one of your favorites, man? No, no, he's not. But I love him. But I hate him. I don't know. He's just, he's too good. Okay, you're going to get me on a rant. He, he's too good <laughs> to be spending this amount of time not putting anything out. Yo, he's in palaces, man. No, he needs to drop his album. <laughs> it's made already. It's Yo. made. I don't get it. Why is he talking about al- putting out albums with Jay-Z when he ain't even putting out his own album? Leave Jay out of it. Leave Jay out of it. If that's Drop your own get, album. If that if that's what gets him to put one out, I'm I'm content. Then um, I, if I don't hear from Jay, <laughs> Z <laughs> is not happening. Shut <Yeah>. up. <laughs> oh lord. Um, 
2019, I got a weird show that I'm trying to do. Um, trying to do a show with in a. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> you can leave a little mystery to it. It's it's going to be in a very small venue, um, in a non-traditional venue. Hey. And uh, going to be exploring, I've all these songs compiled, but going to be exploring uh, the aspects of of uh, my artificial limbs and and nature of my disability and mm, okay. and telling the tale through songs and through lights and and art. Interesting. Um, so, I don't want to lick out a few more things, of those details, uh, but it'll. It's stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned because, like, visually it'll be great, and uh, these songs will will fit well together. Nice. Uh, otherwise, I got a few things, but until they happen, let's just keep quiet. Don't where, don't where pull do a we, J Electronica. <laughs> you know <laughs> where where do we find you on the internet, bro? Nowhere. Come. <laughs> don't don't give me, me that. Don't, don't give me that. Don't, don't give me that. Don't find me. I'm giving you enough information right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't find me. Just don't. We just find them where we tag them. All right. <laughs> yo, yo, don't even tag me. Don't even tag me. You find me? Because I'm gonna tell you something right now. I privated up a lot of shit. <laughs> I privated up a lot. Yo, of wait shit. for the invite. Yo, it's personal invitations. Nah, nah. In twenty nineteen, you're gonna get more things from my work account than anything, and that's only because you're getting paid for it. Well, (laughs) and also like, I think that you're dope that way. Like, it's like we could we could work, but otherwise, nah. Google him and see what you find, man. Don't 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 Google me. Don't look for me. Yo, just listen to this episode and be happy. More on the way. I'm actually like, yo, if my daughter listens to this in in 10 years' time, if the internet still exists on a computer and not in your mind. um, Even if it's in her mind, that's fine. No, no, because then it will dissolve. It will like burn brain cells and something. It will be bad reactions. Anyways, if if she ever listens to this... um, what the hell did I want to say? Uh, I yeah. love you. No, don't find me. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just hope that I left something that was honest and uh, and truthful that uh, that you could reflect on and 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 know what kind of person I was. That's that's all. That's all. That's the, the that's the only like leave all this all this music and, and all these things I'm really into is all about telling the story of us mm. and things that we were cut off from when just historically when we came into Trinidad and the islands and us as as descendants of African people and then us moving over here. And the the pressures that made us come over to this country, and it's like me telling these stories are because I don't know if I'm gonna have these conversations with it. Mm. Yeah, you know. And it's like I talked about my uncles, talked about her grandmother, I talked about my grandma. Like these things are are important that you all are doing in terms of the fabric of the city, but just as us as 
adults and artists growing up and building families and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and telling the stories of of the people we know and ourselves. And so all these things will inter inter because you're doing a good job. All these things will interweave at some point, and people will get a good picture. Yeah. Also, I'm really looking forward to moments where two stories don't line up. <laughs> I'm just Yo, we got it. I already told Pip that I have to get him back on here to defend himself. I was like, I don't know. There's been a lot of shit talked about you, Pip. I need to get you. <laughs> I need to get you Yo. up here to defend yourself. Yo. And you know, you know, you know what he says. Ah, I'll talk shit about them too, or whatever. Yeah, you it probably is. will. You probably will, depending on the mood he's in. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, a story to tell. You yeah, know? yeah. He's got lots of stories. Yeah, man. We'll There's, keep the rum on deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I feel that me me being here. I wanted to talk more about like the history of the city and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. We just go where the conversation leads. I know, us, I know, and I, I feel like I, I'm. I really value how I, I I take this city really seriously. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the things that have happened in it. Yeah, and um, I enjoy talking about them. Yeah. So me talking about myself. Mm. That's I don't ever that's want, that's what, that's what only had beca- to happen only though. because it was you. Um, and I like you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go there. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot because I know how much that means. And that's why I think it was important to tell that story because that's a story that won't often get told. Yeah. Because you won't tell. Well, also, (laughs) yeah, it's like, dude, honestly, I put out two records and then a live record. No one should be really talking to me. <laughs> no, no. You, people need to listen to no, Trinidad. People need to know who you are. Yeah, for people real. need. To, if you're from Winnipeg, you need to listen to Trinidad. For 78. real, that'll go down as one of the hip hop albums from this. I, I, maybe you think I'm gassing you up, and that's fine. If you, if you, if think, you want to believe that, I don't think you that. gas up. I don't. I that's just, not my style. It's just when you mention things like my record, it kind of like little rabbits and and manacles. If there's people that are Trinidad, like. They start dancing around in my head and it just becomes noise. I'm just like, <laughs> just whatever, man. Ray, Ray, Ray. It's just something that was, yeah, it's Ray, Ray, Ray. It's, it's like, it's like that's you. like one of my favorite Jamaican sayings, period. It's yeah. like, when I heard one of my ex-girlfriends, she's like, yo, you're just talking all that Ray, Ray. Ray, Ray, Ray. I'm just like, yo, I am. <laughs> I am. Yo, I that's this one of my great. Favorite. That's one this of my is great. Too. I'm stealing that. <laughs> awesome. <Thank you. laughs> Yo, thank you very much, Nessa. I appreciate you stopping by. Definitely go check out Trinipeg 78. You can find that online. And uh, you'll be hearing more from us at Now You Know Podcast on Twitter. Twitter. Mainly it's from the personal account, though. So yeah. For the most part. Twitter. You can find me at Tony4QR. And me at the C-L-E-M-E-N-T-B-E-T-I-K-U. There you go. Thanks for having me. Peace. <laughs>